0: Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... The Cyberpunk Lorecast. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. Where styled. Just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. cyberpunks it is time again for the cyberpunk Lorecast. welcome back friends and i i genuinely mean that i love hanging out with you guys i love seeing you on our live streams i love looking at the comments you guys post on our twitter account and our discord you guys are the best uh thanks for joining us again this is tom or robots your host as usual and i have captain logan the most famous captain of the seas at least for a little while longer captain logan how you doing
1: buddy i'm doing good it's E three weekend and you can tell everyone is just like talking about games and everything that's going like we're getting game announcements all over the place. It's insane. I know. It's, it's my favorite time of the year.
0: It's so good.
1: I'm glad we're back to it.
0: I made dinner and I put uh, E3 on my phone, like there next to me while I was cooking dinner. And then I brought my phone with me to the table and my wife and I are sitting there eating dinner, and I'm like, I'm at work still. And I looked at her and she was like, Uh-huh. And I'm like, And I like it, (laughs) which (laughs) she's like, I like my job. And I'm like, yeah, but I've never liked my job before. This is great. Um, And that's and that's all because of our listeners. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much for tuning into our shows this week. We have a bunch to go over. We have a very special guest, Skullhead Soldiers, who is one of our Rocket Club members and launching his own show. Skullhead, how are you? Welcome to the show.
2: I am doing well today. How are you guys doing? Good, good. And
0: we, of course, know that you're a big cyberpunk fan along with us. That's other, otherwise, why would you be on the show? Uh, and we're going to talk about your favorite quest line on the second half of this episode. But you're going to join us for the first half, where we will be discussing some of the news that came out this week that is pretty interesting, and some of the games that have been revealed for E3 this uh, today, even this weekend so far, that are very cyberpunk. And uh, Logan and I were discussing this while watching the e3 stuff and we were like hey we should we should you know talk about some of these games so there's a lot of content today but skullhead why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and and the podcast that you're you're working on
2: Oh, boy. Well, I am, uh, obviously, like you said, I'm Skulled Soldiers, and the podcast I am working on and creating is um, League of Lore, and it is about all the lore and stories in the League of Legends universe, and therefore the Terran universe as a whole. And I'm just really excited because I've love the game of league of legends since almost like eight or nine years now and i've just now had the urge to really talk about it i've always wanted to and so now i am and yeah it's just great yeah and it's a
0: it's a growing universe they're uh they're adding more titles you know more game titles that are in set in that universe so there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out about that so uh sorry about the dogs uh, barking in the background but uh that's gonna be it's gonna be something that's i think a lot of people will be wanting to dive a little bit more into because there's a lot more underneath it than just you know like it's a moba and these are the cool characters with the cool powers and that's about it
2: yeah, there's a lot to go over, especially as they're now releasing a new, an actual TV show. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. And other games. Yeah. So That's right. there's I a saw lot that. to go into.
0: Yeah, I was browsing through. Is it on Netflix? I was browsing through.
2: Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix. It's called Arcane.
0: Yes. And I saw that and I was like, look at that. Yeah. Very cool stuff. So, you know, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Let's just jump into the news. I'm hoping we can knock out the news in about five minutes, get to the E3 stuff, and then talk about your favorite quest line, which has to do with Crucifixion. And if you played through the game, yeah probably know which one that is because there's only one um but let's let's jump into this the first news article from today the uh the one that i pulled up this is all over the place like many of these nude art news nude articles that's a different show altogether oh my news articles is f- abort. <laughs> abort, abort, <laughs> is from the verge man all of a sudden we have to use the explicit tag um, and it's about elon musk i hope this is not a nude article um, elon musk demos cyberpunk 2077 on a new tesla infotainment system with PS5 level performance and then the subtitle is AMD is powering Tesla's new infotainment system so in this new car which costs uh, more than some people's houses there is a system in there that you can play Cyberpunk 2077 on the car is going to cost you $130,000 that's quite a expensive car but I mean if you're going to pay $130,000 then heck it better play Cyberpunk because that's way more than my PC costs what do you guys
1: think? <laughs> it's kind of crazy, right? Like, yeah, I'm looking at the photos of this and they've got a controller that is very reminiscent of like a Nintendo Switch Pro controller or like a, the Stadia controller. Like, yeah, it, and it's Tesla branded. So it's not just like, oh, you know, you can you can grab like a Stadia version and start playing in the Stadia version of, of C. It's like, no, he is making a, a PlayStation 5 level PC in this car. And I guess for, for reasons, like I know he's a gamer, I know he's a madman and I know he's trying (laughs) to make cyberpunk into a thing, whether it be here or on Mars, but I, I just don't know. Like what, what what do you like? Let's take, let's, let's throw out the weird idea. Tom, you bought $130,000 gaming or uh, uh, a Tesla S plaid when are you going to spend time gaming on this? When you're, when you're on the freeway, like driving, like, is this going to be, Oh my God, is is that the, is that the idea? Like, are you supposed to be playing like while you're in autopilot mode?
0: Well, I mean, everybody can (laughs) play, I guess. Yeah. If you're on autopilot mode, maybe, but if you're driving your car, I mean, it's bad enough to use your phone and just like talk to somebody on your phone. Like imagine trying to drive in cyberpunk while driving your car. That sounds like a really bad idea Um, Mm -hmm. on the flip side turning the monitor over to me if I'm on in the passenger seat while like my wife and my family are going on a trip, you know, and I'm like, Hey honey, will you mind driving for like the next hour while I kill some cyber psychos? That okay? Yeah. You know, like that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, it's in the front middle of the console too, which means it obviously can be seen by the driver. Which we're going, I guarantee this in the next year, we are going to get some big news article about like massive pileup caused by Tesla driver who was playing video games while driving his car. And then there's going to be this big pushback against this for sure.
2: Yeah, Yeah. that sounds a little, mm, I don't know. But it's cool. I will. It's cool. I will say, yeah, for self-driving cars,
0: I want these included.
1: Yeah, when we get to that point where I can trust self-driving cars. And, and Tesla does a, does the best. They they are the best at that kind of thing. Like they've only had a few reported incidents where it was actually caused by the car and not neglect on the on the players uh, or the persons see. I'm already doing it. I'm already <laughs> saying that they're players. Yep. Uh, the drivers um, portion of that, uh, as far as I've seen reports, correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, I, no, I don't it, mind reading those articles.
0: You are absolutely right. The percentage of self-driving cars even now, and they're not even that prolific. and And most of them are driving on highways with mostly other obviously other human drivers and they would be way more safer if they're on highways with only other, uh, programmed like computer drivers. Uh, but the, yeah. the, it is no comparison at all. The say, the safety of a, an automated driving vehicle is magnitudes higher than a human driver. Um, yeah. but yeah, you know, like once we have that then, yeah, put these in every car, like have, you know, give me something I can use to play games or even do work while driving somewhere so I can just get stuff done instead of having to focus on driving because it's just a waste of time
1: I think it really speaks to just like how how much of a testament to the cyberpunk genre that cyberpunk 2077 was the game that they wanted to showcase a game that as far as most people are willing to admit does absolutely require like top end hardware to be able to play well. So when you're reading through this article by Tom Warren, it's clear that it's like, yeah, they they went and they've got like a 10 teraflop system built into this car to be able to run this this version of Cyberpunk 2077 at high frame rate. So it's like, man, they they really wanted to like put a, a little like if you didn't know why you wanted a 130 to $30,000 car, Th- this might be that reason it might be easier to pick up one of these than it is to pick up a ps5 at this point
0: <laughs> yeah probably probably well um yeah that's about all there is to say about that but uh, heck i mean it, I, other than like it's got to have like, like a what's the current radeon amd card so they're not even Radeons anymore are they uh the, the ryzen 60, processors? the ryzen 6900 xt or something it's got to have like one of those
1: in it yeah, I can't remember what the actual serial number is, but yeah, the Ryzen chips are, are actually getting market share, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, Ryzen,
2: sure. Ryzen CPUs are really good right now. Finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they're, they're a better value than the uh, the GeForce equivalent, and they're probably more available in some places so than uh, you know, cards, high technology, anything is hard to get right now. Well, let's move on to the next uh, article we have. You guys remember the whole data breach thing. We talked about it a little bit last week again. And there's some new information the, uh there's an article here on Polygon. Again, this is everywhere. Polygon says Cyberpunk 2077 publisher CD project says data breach is worse than originally thought. We cannot confirm whether or not the data involved may have been manipulated or tampered with. And on top of that, they've been sitting on information for a little while now that the data may have also included personal data for some of the developers, which is a lot more dangerous than just code for the games. Because now you're talking the lives of the people who worked on the games and who knows, their login info, their addresses, their emails, their credit cards, you know, like what's on that data? Um, And they haven't exactly said, but it looks like this is a bigger problem than Was currently believed. It also looks like they've been waiting for the authorities to do more about it before they brought more to the surface. But with all the recent leaks of that data, it seems like they're coming, you know, out with a little bit more information about what might actually be in those leaks. So this whole thing just sucks. I feel bad for the developers on this. Like, it doesn't matter if you think that they released the game too early and it wasn't ready yet. Nobody's personal life should be affected by something like this. That's you know when you put somebody's personal life in danger that's just wrong
1: yeah it's it's a shame that of all the things to come out of this leak it it not only caused a lot of stress for the actual uh company but i i kind of wonder did the employees actually find out about this this way or were they told ahead of time and then what is cdpr doing to protect the the personal data of the employees because if they got actual like employee and for current and former employee information that's that's docs level that's like e3 dumping your information accidentally uh to, to to people you know getting doxed and whatnot so it's already bad enough that there's a lot of hate towards cdpr for the state of cyberpunk but if that personal information is out there in the world that makes it even scarier because you know you can't trust that your home is now safe if the wrong people get that information and at that point you know what is this company going to do to protect the employees to make sure that they don't get harassed in person online is is bad enough but in yeah. person that's a scarier prospect coming home every day from work trying to do your job only to find out that you've now now got death threats on your door and yeah. it's because this information got leaked. Like that's, that's horrible. Letters in the mail, spray paint on your doorstep, whatever. People
0: are, are nuts like that stuff. happens.
2: Yeah. I really do hope they're doing something about that because that's the last thing that needs to be happening to these people.
0: Absolutely. So we, we hope they're able to, at least I don't do what they can. The authorities can find more about the leakers and potentially put a stop to it. But once the information's out there, it's out there. So that is a, a significant issue. Um, the last article we have is about PlayStation and Cyberpunk, and Logan, why don't you take this
1: one? Yeah, so th- I love Paul Tassi. He's he's like one of my favorite people, and over at Forbes, he wrote up a, an interesting article that actually touched on the fact that the, that the PlayStation 4 and 5, you still cannot buy a digital copy of cyberpunk 2077 i've seen ps4 copies running around tom you recently posted in the discord that you can actually pick it up for fairly cheap with free shipping which is great if you have a playstation and that's your main ecosystem but the interesting part of the article that i wanted to touch on was that uh paul tassi talked about in an interview with jim ryan the the ceo of sony who was interviewed by axios and the question came up um what what what's it going to take for Cyberpunk 2077 to return to the store? And Sony gave no answer, uh, but they did comment on why the gamer was removed, and they said that uh, Ryan says, "quote This was a tough decision for us to make, but ultimately we had to act in the interests of place st- of the PlayStation community and not knowingly sell a game that might result in a bad experience for them." Unquote. And yeah. the reason I wanted to bring that up is I wanted to pose the question to you, what in their terms is considered a bad experience? Cause as far as I know, Sony is really hard to return games for, um, they're not in the, they're not really of the mindset of, of giving you your money back. If you buy a game from them, especially if you pre-order it. So if this game is, is busted to the point where it's, it's crashing consistently and you're not getting a good experience out of it, is that what it's going to take for them to uh to to remove other games on the store like is this a one off like they felt like they were uh kind of uh stung by the the CDR response to people um saying that they that they wanted their money back and and are saying well go to your go to your console owner if you want your money back or send an email to this address and we'll get you your money back or was this Kind of how they're taking their policy all the way because if if it's the former i would hate to see that cdpr get shafted for lack of a better term because of a bad pr stunt that they did uh for this like if, if this is their policy then they really need to kind of outline better what their expectations are for games to be able to run properly so that people get good experiences because otherwise they need to really introduce a more rigorous and uh, customer friendly means of returning video games besides just the the opportunities that they gave people for cyberpunk 2077. at that point they need to look at the addressed concerns of what cyberpunk was dinged for and bring the game back to the store so that people can actually purchase it if they want. Just just because they had a bad experience and they took it off the store, it doesn't mean that you need to hold them forever to this, to this uh, idea that they aren't allowed to be back on the store. Especially if they've addressed the main concerns, which as far as we can tell, we haven't had really good... St- like statistics on their crash data, like they gave us a, a graph of how how well their their system, how stable their game is on on different platforms. Mm-hmm. But that's there's no way to gauge like if it's you know if it's crashing eighty percent of the time. The 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 line that they gave us could go down to like eighty five percent. We just don't know the actual data for that. So. I want to know from sony like if you guys are okay with bringing this game back then what are those conditions so that cyberpunk can actually be uh those those concerns can actually be addressed because i'm really tired of hearing this i can't believe that that uh their game is so bad that even sony won't put it back on their system it's like Runs fine on pretty much everything else. Haven't heard any complaints from anyone uh, about it crashing all the time anymore like it used to. So yeah. I just want to see, like, when can when is Cyberpunk, when is CDPR going to get a catch a break after all the stuff that happened?
0: It seems like they're making an example of this as, as kind of a warning, but you're right. It is vague. You know, like, if I was an indie yeah. developer, I wouldn't know. I would know, okay, well, I need to make sure my game runs well. But I wouldn't know to what extent you know, what, what is the bar? Yeah. And if yeah. I'm putting something out early, is it okay to put it out early? Like there's a lot of questions. I'm sure they have connections. Like a lot of these game developers have personal connections with people inside the company who can walk them through these things. But uh, the sense I got is that CDPR kind of screwed Sony over kind of strong on them, maybe lied to them a little bit about the state of the game in order to get it out when they wanted to get it out. And then it bit them in the butt. And Sony was like, okay, we're not we're not playing this we we're in charge of the platform and if we're even if we're going to lose money on this you know in the long term you know we need to stand our ground but yeah at what point do they you know come back and say okay it's good enough now we'll put it back on the store
1: yeah it still feels personal to me and i think yeah. that's the point where i'm like okay you know put on your big boy britches. let's let's try and work this out and stop stop kind of living in the past about this let's get yeah. this game on the system
0: yeah, Angel Otako in chat says, OG oh, PS4 user, and it runs good. Um, so, not perfect, but good. So, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting to get a little bit more from Sony on this, but I don't think we will get more until we just all of a sudden get a notification that, oh, they're back on the store. Everything's fine. So,. We'll see. Well, guys, yeah. let's let's move on to games because we again we're this this episode is going to get away from us. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about today, and I've got some examples of the games to play. and Feel free to comment on them. I'm going to play them in on the stream. So if you are a podcast listener and not a watcher, you can always check out us live at twitch.tv/slash robots radio or look us up on the Robots Radio YouTube channel if you want to see what we're talking about when we go over these episodes. So. You check this one out I'm going to switch over to the browser and I'm gonna maximize this this game is called I'm gonna turn the sound off so we can talk about it uh, about it this is called replaced and it's a 2d steampunk style game and the trailer shows us what looks like a DOS like screen with red text logging in and Logan I remember watching this and commenting uh, while we were doing the live stream Uh, about the, the xbox reveal that the the graphics look amazing it's got this like 16 bit but yet 3d aesthetic
1: totally oh yeah dude this is like if people were excited about valorant in in the ps1 kind of style world that they built this is like sega genesis to the max like it's insane how how detailed it is while still being pixelated like ray traced lighting oh yeah in a in a 2d pixel world like are you kidding yeah it's, a, it's beautiful
0: yeah it looks like they are 3d figures animated throughout the world with a uh, pixelated filter over top of it is kind of what it looks like but i'm not completely convinced that that's f- fully what's going on um, but it's a yeah. it's a dystopian world. You have a character walking through a subway station and fighting what looks like these gangs, and then climbing up a uh, the side of a building with this neon that says hotel. This when this came up, I thought at first I thought, oh, this is kind of cyberpunky. But then the more I thought about it, it's not as much cyberpunk twenty twenty or twenty seventy seven as it is um, Blade Runner. There's something about yeah. some of these buildings, like especially at the end of Blade Runner. And by the way, remind me, we need to do a, a Blade Runner breakdown episode because I rewatched oh, it a few months ago. And and that's one of those topics that keeps coming back up in my head.
2: Yeah. Um. But
0: the do settings, to do that? yeah, like the rundown building at the end of Blade Runner that has kind of this uh, early 20th century architecture, but, you know, is in this future cyberpunky world, that combination of those two things. What do you think, Skullhead?
2: I I mean, like I said, I think this looks absolutely beautiful and I'm definitely interested in probably playing this now because of its unique art style and also because of the fact that it seems to be a different kind of cyberpunk where instead of being in like a massive futuristic city or anything like those, like in cyberpunk or Blade Runner, but almost on the outskirts of civilization a little bit mm-hmm. with some like ruins going around as well. And I think that's a very interesting idea of what is cyberpunk to the small town What is cyberpunk to the woods. And that's a really interesting idea that I don't think I've seen explored before. So I'm really excited to see that.
0: Yeah. Other than the Badlands, uh, we don't get a whole lot of like non uh, urban environments in any of the cyberpunk stuff that, that we've covered so far. Um, the other thing that's cool Good about night. it, and I, I just want to describe it for the listeners, is it, it's oh, a yeah. side scroller, and the action plays out kind of like I don't know if you've seen Salt and Sanctuary or um, Last Miss. Hey, that's what
2: yeah. was making me think of.
0: Yeah, or even like Hollow Knight. It's got kind of that like quick animation, and then like you, you do like a massive hit on something, and everything slows down for a moment, and then speeds back up, kind of thing. It's really smooth, um, but again, very beautiful. Go ahead logan
1: yeah yeah the the article that we were watching is from rebecca valentine uh she does great work but they the the little blurb in here that i think does a great job of explaining it for for folks that might be interested in the cyberpunk game is the game appears to take place in a uh, place called Phoenix City in a dystopian alternate version of the 80s USA and features stylistic 2.5D art. You control Reach, which is uh, uh, abbreviated for something, an AI trapped in a human body against its will though there are a few concrete details just yet. The trailer showed off uh, fa- showed off a fast paced action combat in a beautiful but dark cyberpunk world. And this feels like the the movement of like Blasphemous or, or Dead Cells with the dystopian future of like a Blade Runner. But it feels very much like a uh, like a, a symphony of the night, like Castlevania style game yeah. where you're going to be traversing these worlds. And I'm, I'm so down for this, man. When I saw this, I was just like, okay, replaced is now on my list. I'm going to be checking this out in 2022. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool stuff. So the next one on our list is called the ascent and the description here is, uh, from the, from their website, actually the Xbox website where they, have a specific page for the game is you belong to the corporation. Can you survive without it? The ascent is a solo and co-op action shooter RPG set in a cyberpunk world. The mega corporation that owns you and everyone, the ascent group has just collapsed. So what happens in a cyberpunk t- dystopia where you can no longer rely, rely, on the corpo company that you worked for because it has fallen apart. It's kind of the concept here and again we're going to show this while we while we discuss it so i'm going to pull it up on screen and the trailer is available if you if you search the ascent so if you want to see it that way too and the it, it is much more urban than the last game and has a more traditional oh, the the trailer just stopped why did you stop trailer um traditional urban kind of cyberpunk 2077 kind
1: of vibe to it yeah and it looks amazing
0: Yeah, it's it's isometric in a XCOM kind of way. Mm. That's how I would describe it. But you also totally. But like some of the character design, it looks almost alien. The people have modified themselves in ways that are very extreme in some cases.
1: Oh, i definitely think there's probably aliens in this it, it it plays like a gauntlet legends in my mind uh with an X, XCOM kind of uh three quarters isometric view the the thing that really like we were just talking about how uh replaced looks like it's in blade runner like if you were to look at blade runner uh it 27 or no what is it 20 what is the new one called 2027 why am i uh on that? it's uh yeah I, oh god i don't remember now i'm
0: like 2024 I Some, can't remember something like I don't that know. Yeah.
1: I, somebody will, yeah somebody somebody will tell us in chat hopefully um but yeah this 2049 like that's
2: the that's a title
1: 2049 I was way off um this game definitely looks like a twin stick shooter uh x style but not the turn-based strategy like full action four-player co-op right and God, it's just, things are exploding things are, are are dissolving the lighting in this is another thing too like they have spent a lot of time on the the lighting in the world because it looks like you're in different tiers of the world and you're going into buildings and things are reflecting off of the surfaces you're seeing a lot of gunfire and things exploding and you see that represented in in the world and you're getting just it's just so cool i I, anyone that has an xbox or game pass you have to play this because it's going to be on game pass and and yeah it's just it looks amazing i can't wait for this one as well and that's that's actually i think coming 2021 in august i want to say uh july 29th so it's really not Ooh, that far true. away
3: oh
0: wow
2: that's yeah. really soon.
0: yeah and the and the other thing i love about it is well it's like a four-player cooperative shoot your way through the environment kind of thing so it's kind of very arcadey but the environments have so much detail there's just like things on tables and little pieces of garbage all over the place the the amount of art just for this game i i mean Holy crap! There's so much stuff, and then once you start shooting and explosions go everywhere and things break, and th- there's a lot going on. It is, it is a beautiful cacophony of just who knows. I, I don't know what the what the chaos. word is. Chaos and explosions. Just pure and chaos. chaos. It looks. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it does look amazing. And when you mentioned gauntlet, like it made me start thinking back. It's like because gauntlet used to be a game like me and my family used to play together me and my sisters and my dad and seeing another game like that but now in cyberpunk like that's giving me all sorts of nostalgic feelings that i can't wait to explore
3: yeah yeah
0: yeah um and it looks like everyone has special abilities and they may even be different um i don't know if there's different like jobs or classes for each of the characters with different abilities that like maybe somebody shields more somebody does more dps somebody heals i don't know but it Again, it looks like one of those things that you absolutely like, I will be playing this. It's on Game Pass. I'm now doing the Xbox Game Pass show. I will be trying this out. And if you guys want to join me, feel free uh, because I'll be streaming it when it comes out. So awesome stuff. Then we have Atomic Heart and Atomic Heart. I'm pulling up the Steam page for it and I'll show you guys. Um, some of the images here and actually there's a trailer. So I'll pull that up too. atomic heart is an open world action RPG events of which unfolds in an alternate universe during the high noon of the Soviet union. You are P three, a special KGB agent who is investigating the catastrophic event at facility number 3826. So it's got this like Russian kind of vibe to it at the same time that it's um in here but we'll pull up the trailer as as we talk and uh
1: here we go and this one's crazy because it feels a little bit like fallout but also metro exodus yes and you know what scares the crap out of me is when something grabs you and doesn't let go no matter how much you beat it and This game excels at that because there's definitely a few times in the trailers where you'll get turned around because it's all in first person perspective as a shooter. You'll get turned around and this AI robot will just be holding you and you're like hitting it with a giant stick and it's not it's not letting go. <laughs> and It's just like, um, w- what do I got to do to get this thing to let me go? Uh, and it's just it, the battles look like they're intense. It does not look like these are easy fights compared to what we've been seeing. So a really weird game, too um yeah Tom, did you get a chance to check out like the the weird wiring system for like uh when you actually heal up or when you jack into things like it's, oh no it's really bizarre no i didn't see that part um yeah. yeah it's
0: really it's really wild looking it's like fallout with less whimsy in a russian cyberpunk environment with like mm-hmm. biological chaos and it's got a lot of bioshock or prey vibes going for me
1: yeah yeah totally yeah it feels it feels like as if bethesda was given uh the the rights to detroit becoming human or something yeah it's it's really strange yeah
0: um again it's it's beautiful there's a lot of really cool effects and the combat looks satisfying you know again first person that was a heel okay yeah, fully fully
1: animated um very minimal UI which is nice. That was him jacking into that little robot to get it to go too. Like remember when we were talking about cyberpunk and how we we would have the uh, the monowire to be able to jack into things to yeah. to affect them. Yeah. That this game has that. And it's like uh, it's it's just real quick. Like if you've played Overwatch and you've and you've ever played uh, Sombra, Sombra hacks things, but everything that she hacks is digital. These actually, uh, you have augments in your in your hands that are like uh, little tendrils. Um, think like the the little tails on Avatar ponytails and stuff, and. Watching this, this person kind of run through this building that's completely desolate of human life and and just completely torn up by all these machines. You're running around with these two, these two saw blades on top of this uh, mace, this club as you're swinging it towards these kind of weird wire creatures that are just a, a, a mesh of, of just insane wiring. And when you go to heal yourself, you hold up a little capsule and these little uh, tendrils pop out of your arm and connect up to the actual capsule. And that is your heel. And I'm just like, wow, that is it's it's visceral. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. insane. Uh, just what what it's actually like trying to convey as far as this is how you heal. This is how you hack things. This is how you interact with objects. Um, so very, very just uh, disturbing really disturbing
0: yeah yeah like there's floating chickens there's uh some of the the ai is very unique and then other parts of the ai AI look like animated mannequins which of course is super creepy um and there's all sorts of weird environment like where this portion here shows what looks like some sort of goop like like water yeah it's really wild frozen in the environment in weird ways that it couldn't be in real life. Yeah. Um, There's a, there's a lot going
1: on in this. The world design is very interesting. Um, Yeah. They, they really stepped out of the bounds of what you would come to expect with a normal first person shooter. And they're giving you something that just, it's, it's like a fever dream, dude. Yeah.
0: You know, and this is, this is something Bethesda has been so good at. It's one of the reasons why they're so, so big is that they give us these games that are fun to play. You know, it's fun to play fallout. It's fun to play elder scrolls, but the world is also equally as interesting as the gameplay and or maybe even more so and i have to wonder if that if this is going to be it's not open world it looks like you're you're working your way through levels but it's the kind of is it open world yeah you even said it oh did i say it oh my god you i'm sorry i'm sorry I, i got that wrong um well, then even more info. Like I've seen too many games today, guys. There's so <laughs> many, um, but yeah, like having a world that's this interesting is a really solid beginning place because that—I mean, heck, that's what allows us to do these lore podcasts. Is that there's worlds where we can just talk and talk and talk and talk about the details of the world, you know? Yeah,
1: and that's that's yeah. awesome. So we've it's got the first. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's it's the first game outside of a Bethesda game or like an uh, obsidian game that gives me the sense that it knows what it wants to be and it's willing to to really latch on to this weirdness and and take you along for a ride.
0: Absolutely. And this is going to be out on all the all the last gen and current gen new gen consoles and on a PC, but there's no release date yet. So that makes me think probably next year. Probably, yeah. you know, middle of next year, or probably at least a year out, if not, mm. if not more. Um, but that's fine. Like, do, continue designing this. this is, the developer is Mundfish, who I don't think I've heard of before. I'm just looking up. They, yeah, they don't have any other titles. So, yeah. So very cool stuff. Then we have Mecha Jammer. This one, this one's right up my alley too. Here, check this out. I'll be, I'll play the uh, video. Go, turn the sound off. I don't want to get DMCA'd for anything. And it's got, it's got that pixelated kind
1: of isometric thing going for it. What do you guys think about this one? It's definitely definitely something that it's, it's got, like, I don't play too many of these style games, which is, is a shame because there's so many good ones out there for indie games. But it's definitely indie. It's definitely cyberpunk. They've they've really kind of set it up like road warrior style, road warrior style, where you know you've got very unique kind of uh, looking vehicles that that don't look like they are the the clean polished vehicles that you'd see in like the heart city of uh cyberpunk 2077 and you're coming up against some really weird creatures in this like creatures that look like they're zombies but more demon style so I, i'm really curious how this is going to connect you to uh to its world because mecha drummer to me doesn't really tell me a whole lot about the world that it is but you've got marketplaces uh just like you would expect out of like a blade runner film um but it it does look like they're 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 going to have some sort of co-op in there as well too so i would imagine this is probably a much smaller team probably like five to ten people uh trying to come up with a really nice take on on a cyberpunk aesthetic yeah the it has
0: that very modernized like if fallout one was built today by a small team kind of quality yeah Um, the the world is very, it looks like it's falling apart. There's junk everywhere, but there's vehicles. Everything is isometric. It looks like there may even be a pausing the action kind of system because all of a sudden the world moves into these like hexagrid shapes. Um, I, I don't know. I was wondering about that. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like maybe you can pause
1: and then start it back up in order to like plan what you're going to do next. Kind of reminds me of like a um cadence of Hyrule. Uh, yeah, had, had a very kind of on on rhythm based system where enemies would move if you moved. But maybe it's like an action XCOM game where you have like a team and you're kind of running around. I, there's not much information that I can see about this, so I'm very curious. Like. Uh, you know when when it's coming out it doesn't look like it's coming out for consoles either it looks like it's just coming out for pc so far yeah uh, but they're talking about being a time uh turn-based um uh, rpg so uh, an XCOM style to me seems like it would make sense yeah but it could maybe... also
2: be like a fusion kind of like how uh, dragon age one was right that way
0: right yeah i think i think maybe it is um there's no release date platforms pc mac and linux uh cyberpunk rpg genre so it's got that high octane, simultaneous turn-based. So maybe even you can co-op play simultaneously in the turn-based system. So this will this will be one to keep your eyes on, uh, Mecha Jammer, especially if you're a PC player who likes these indie projects. Um, and uh, the aesthetics is cool. You know, it it still fits all the stuff that we like about you know these kinds of cyberpunk dystopian worlds. So very cool stuff. Guys, it's time to move to the middle of the show so we can thank our patrons, and we will be back to discuss a very, well, controversial, potentially, storyline when we get back. So we have some news there's there's two things to note here one we're going to thank our patrons but hold on for that because the second thing to note here is that we are now an Xbox and Microsoft affiliate which is phenomenal. So Sam n seven legend and I started the Mass Effect Lorecast and then we decided to start a new podcast on Monday nights. It's the um, Xbox Game Pass show and it talks about with all these awesome games coming to Game Pass. and Microsoft purchasing Bethesda and a lot of the titles that we play and EA and Fallout and Mass Effect and all those things being on Game Pass, we decided, you know what? It would be really cool to talk about those things because you guys know me. I like to jump between lots of different games. So we started that show and I reached out to see if we could become an affiliate and it turns out They accepted us, which is phenomenal. This is a huge thing. So what that means is that you can get the deals like $1 for three months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and if, when you sign up, we get a little bit of a kickback and it doesn't cost you anything more. So there's a link in the show notes. There's a link in underneath the player where you can click it. And if you just want to type it in, it's bit.ly slash And if you type that in, you'll get to the Microsoft page where you can sign up for Game Pass. And this works for new people. If you are already on Game Pass and you just want to sign back up and give us a little kickback, it doesn't cost you anything extra. It's another way that you can help support the show and the network and um thank you for even considering doing that because it would really really help us out um so that's exciting news uh who knew that that we were enough of a thing to be considered for microsoft affiliates so awesome stuff and also thank you to our cyberpunk patrons you guys are amazing we are very excited about doing our patron episode coming up in two weeks it'll be on the 27th of the month and we're looking forward to chatting with you guys and we have one two three four five five of you potentially joining us on the 27th and this is going to be awesome because it's it's, logan it's probably my favorite episode to do every month
1: yeah. Yeah. I always have a good time with it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's always a good time. So if you want to check out the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash cyberpunk, cyberpunk low cast. I don't know what happened to my accent there. Uh, and, and you can sign up for as low as $3 or pay what you want. And if you sign up for the upgraded one, you can join us on a future episode of the show. And even at the regular $3 level, you get ad free episodes a day early and all sorts of other stuff. So go check that out and let's get back to the rest of our show.
1: Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer! No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far?
3: Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What
2: does it
1: mean? To have a voice.
3: And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba.
1: Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. And- <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe,
3: Sam.
2: You can't use those words. He's going to grab
1: Vincent, press him against the wall. mesmerise him. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair. Your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. I told you I had it. Yes. Oh, we've all got the cricks going. I love it so all
3: right, much. all right, Screechy childhood.
2: Roll to Cast R-O-L-E A new game every season Original music Original stories <laughs> Interviews with the creators And a light flozzy accents. Listen to us on
3: all good podcatchers Even
2: support us on Patreon for bonus content That's Roll to Cast R-O-L-E,
1: R-O-L-E.
3: Come discover a new world
0: Skullhead, it's time to talk Cyberpunk 2077 and your favorite quest line. And why don't I just hand it off to you? What what quest are we talking about?
2: Oh, God. well, as you said earlier, it's the quest that ends with a crucifixion, but um, it starts, it's basically the cinnamon quest line. It starts out with a quest called cinnamon.
0: And spoilers, Wait. if anybody doesn't want anything spoiled, and you didn't know there was a crucifixion quest line somewhere in here, we're, we're going to try not to spoil this for you. So spoilers from this point on in the show, probably don't listen if you don't want to hear it. But otherwise, chances are most of you have played through this by now. Go ahead and listen and hear our thoughts on this. Sorry, right, go yeah. ahead.
2: Yeah, it starts out with cinnamon, then leads into another quest called there is a light that never goes out, which it ends with they won't go when I go. And I believe these are all song titles. I'm not entirely sure about that. So if someone can correct me in the chat oh. right now. Uh, i'm not sure the, that's a good uh,
1: question all all of the quests in cyberpunk 27 7 are actually quite or uh, song titles oh ah. believe it or not are they how did i not know yeah. this how did i not I know, this? know. <laughs> wow
0: this is why logan's on the show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, can you give us kind of an overview of what happens in this quest line? Yeah,
2: sure thing. Um, Cinnamon starts out when a, a guy called Bill Jablonski uh, basically hires you through Wakako. And he tells you that he wants to kill a guy because um, they killed someone like they care about. And so then you go after the transport vehicle that's with, like transferring between prisons. At least that's what you think. You go after it, Um, the guy can, you can actually kill um, the person, quote unquote, responsible before anything happens. And that just ends the quest line right there. Congratulations, you get paid. (laughs) Or you don't and your contact dies. Like the person that you're working with, he straight up gets killed by an N.C.P.D. patrol uh, officer. And that leads you into meeting a man named Joshua Stevenson. This guy. Okay. He (laughs) is a murderer. He is convicted Mm -hmm. and he was going to be sent to the electric chair, which apparently that still exists in cyberpunk 27. good to know. Yeah.
3: I I didn't even think
0: about that when that came up. You're right. That is a little bit weird. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And basically you find out that he is off to be crucified. Um, while, by, while b- having his brain scan through a, a brain dance, um, you find this out as you go with him to meet the sister of the, of the man he killed who apparently forgave him and visited him in jail and actually converted him to Christianity. And while he's there, he's trying to get forgiveness from the mother. The mother says, get out because of course she does. Right. He <laughs> leaves. Yeah. Of course he does. Yeah. And this leads into there's a light that never Goes out where you just go to a diner and you chat with the with the guy and have some pretty deep conversations about faith. Um, he keeps talking about faith as you talk to him while you're traveling. Oh, and, uh, and, and big
0: spoilers for the diner. There's pizza, but you can't pick it up yeah i tried the
2: true tragedy I tried. I was, Shame. that's I found, the real reason the side quest is controversial yeah it's it, it's like
0: a what it's like a hot dog place or something but then there's pizza there and i found some pizza on the counter and i was streaming this at that actually buddy bot was streaming this at the time who's my little robot friend who who jumps in my stream on occasion and uh he loves pizza and he went to go pick up the pizza couldn't pick it up knocked it onto the ground and the pizza splatted all over the place it was very tragic but anyway, I remember go on. that.
3: actually remember this? It was the most tragic
0: I do thing. Do you remember that?
1: Like, ah, no, no, no. The pizza. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skullhead soldiers. One thing that I, I did want to see if you could touch on too is, is um, the reason you're kind of following around this this guy is because of the brain dance, and I think that was one of the more interesting aspects of the quest. Before we get into kind of the heavier parts of it. Uh, I, I really, I, the reason why I had so much trouble with this quest is so many times they have you, uh, opportunities to kind of drop off during the quest and you're like, no, I don't care about this. I don't, I'm not religious or I don't care what you do. You know, go, go have fun. Mm -hmm. And there's so many points where I was just like, nope, I'm done. I'm cutting out. I don't want to deal with this. And every time I was just like a little bit of curiosity was pulling me back. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll reload the save. I'll go through the, the, the dialogues and I'll pick the other option. And coming across this, it was really strange to me that one of the main reasons why this guy is getting a chance to go do out what he's doing is because his brain is going to be scanned for brain dances so that the media can actually sell that brain dance of him getting crucified. And I'm just like blowing my mind here, like really that the cops are escorting this prisoner because the media have enough control over what's going on that they've managed to convince the judge to give this guy one last day out to make amends before he gets crucified so that they they can then record his death for public consumption. And I'm just like, that doesn't... Okay. That's crazy. It's kind of disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Skullhead, uh, Give me some feelings on that when you (laughs) kind of realize that when you're feeling that because I was was astonished when it happened.
2: That is one of the aspects of the quest that makes me like maybe deeply deeply uncomfortable because it's literally as you described it's he, it's a media corporation being like hey let's take this man who is going to die in a truly awful way crucifixion is a slow awful death mm-hmm. and they're going to then scan that and send it out to the world and get big money from it because apparently they think that will sell and it's Yep. Uh, it's just really really messed up and that's kind of why this is actually the reason i like when i was doing my playthrough my first playthrough actually through this quest line i kept going was because if i can't change anything else about this interaction between this man and this corporation like he's going to die no matter what he's going to go through this bro dance no matter what at least i can give him some peace and some companionship before he gets to that point and it was that was like the main driving force like as me as a player and also me like thinking through my character like what would they do through this
0: yeah yeah it's a tough it's a tough dilemma um it, and i think it's difficult regardless of your own perspective on these things Like if you are a Christian, if you come from a religious perspective and you are a Christian, then you might feel you might feel either like, well, he's doing what he believes in. So let him do it. Or you might feel like this is uh, Jesus wouldn't want you to do this. Why would you do that? He did this so you don't have to kind of perspective. So you might take that perspective on it. If you are religious and not a Christian, you might feel like he's crazy. But then again, you might feel like, well, he's following his convictions, so let him do it. If you are not religious, you might still have a problem with it because of, uh, you know, even if you are religious or not religious, because of, like Logan said, the whole media consumption of it. The fact that this uh, he's almost in a way being manipulated by the media, like it feels like he's being goaded on to do it because they're going to get something out of it. Um then there's the part of you that goes like is he is he all there should somebody step in and protect him from himself because this is still not a good idea you know like where are the boundaries on that
3: yeah
1: yeah, I think that's the interesting through line right there, what you said, because the initial thought is, is like the media is doing this because they're trying to produce this this brain dance called The Passion, mm-hmm. which is an illusion and, and alluding to The Passion of Christ film, uh, which was the telling of, of Jesus Christ. Right, and, story. and that moment is called The Passion. Like that. that is yeah. traditionally what people call it. Yeah, so like seeing this, like you, you talked about, you know is Joshua fully there like is he being manipulated and i actually see it as a little bit of both it's a very symbiotic relationship because he has a dream and he has a goal and he has conviction for most of it and he's using this as an opportunity to bring his his faith to the masses whereas he can affect more people with this one brain dance than if he ever had an opportunity on the streets after he got out of prison so I, I'm curious, Skullhead. Is that kind of the approach that you came away from it? How did you feel when when you came to that point of is he ben- being manipulated or is he uh, uh, doing exactly what he knows he can do and using the media to get what he wants?
2: I think it's a bit of both. I think the it's very obvious that um, the because there's a corporate agent with you along the the quest line named Rachel. And she actually at one point tries to get you to leave, to stop interfering, because she feels like you're going to ruin the brain dance. And that's when you—that's one of those outs you can take, or you can be like, "No, I'm staying here because uh, Joshua wants me here, so I'm going to be here for him." And it—it it basically comes down to like whether or not he is all there, or whether or not the corporations are manipulating him, there is a, a weird sense of purity coming from him. He is very... he's His conviction is true. He really doesn't believe that what he's going to do is to change the world for the better. Whether than just dying off in an electric chair somewhere where no one will even care about it. At least this death can matter in his mind. And because of the fact that there's no way I can change what's going to happen because you, like, you, I mean, you shoot the corporate agent, you shoot Joshua, then there's just two pointless deaths, like, there's not really much you can do. Like, you can't kill them in the quest anyways, but, like, that's not, that's not an option you have. So, it's basically, what's the lesser of the two evils kind of situation? Like, do you let it go on and just say, I'm hands off, I'm not dealing with this, I don't want to get my hands dirty? Or do you stay involved and try to, unsuc- at least like unsuccessfully in the end, like convince him to not go through it? Or do you just try to be there to be a comforting person? Like basically be his last friend is what it comes down to. Yeah. And like that to me is what really got to me and why I kept going along with it and why, I tried to be like questioning, like in the dialogue choices, I was usually more questioning, like, are you sure about this, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But in the end, like, yeah. (laughs) Who's who's in the background? Can
0: you say hi for us? Sorry. (laughs) We hear somebody in the background. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, it's all good. uh, Say hi, say hi. Who is it? Is it a friend of yours or somebody? Uh, I think it's my dad's desktop, too, on the phone. (laughs) oh (laughs) um (laughs) uh yeah those are all all good questions i i want to know both of you do you think that him going through with this will actually lead to the results that he thinks they will
2: i i hope so like i it's more of a hope than anything else do you
0: think in the real world if this was to happen that it would bring more people to the faith or that it would actually turn people away from the faith because it's Mm -hmm. going to go in one direction or the other it's not going to be neutral like this is this is a this is a big deal kind of thing Mm -hmm. like people are going to respond emotionally in one direction or the other do you think this is actually good for for his goal
2: that (laughs) Like that one, I'm not sure. Like that's like it's, it's really complicated. It and is. It is,
0: and that's why it's like it's a good question because yeah, it's not an easy. Why, there's no yeah. easy answer.
2: Yeah, there is no easy answer, and like the best answer can give is like I hope it does have positive change, whether or not like it turns people to Christianity or not. That's kind of a not irrelevant necessarily, but it's beside the point. Does it bring about a greater good in the world? Um, like through his actions, does it give people a sense of like he even says like there's a sense of the divine a sense of hope a sense of something else besides this awful corporate world like they're in and if that happened in our world well first off i don't think if it actually happen in our world they would get in a lot of trouble and probably lots of suing would happen but <laughs> if something like that did happen and there weren't legal ramifications i think there would be a change probably more on the side of let's this malicious corporation we shouldn't this shouldn't not be a thing that happens right. at least that would be my hope that some activism would be caused by this if nothing else mm-hmm. and maybe a sense of hey why was this guy why did this guy think this is the only way to give people hope in the world maybe we need to change the systems or something like that like maybe that might come mm-hmm. about from this start, start a conversation hard, around that yeah. yeah it might yeah. start a conversation whether or not the pure awfulness of it is worth that I can't really answer it's it's just not something I can answer because I don't know right I don't know what the greater good is in that situation
0: right the the thing that this raises uh so people who have listened to me on my shows know that I have a background in philosophy and religious studies I have two degrees in those I've thought about these kinds of things a lot and I I am uh, like everyone at a certain place in my life with my own beliefs and things, but I like to hold a lot of things up in the air and I like to give them a lot of thinking before I incorporate them into my identity, which is usually the way people take religious concepts is they actually to say that they believe something is really to work it into their own identity and the way that they filter and see things in the world. And I like to be aware of when I do that. So looking at this from my perspective, I see this as a potential issue with um, critical thinking and faith in that there, I mean, the studies have shown that people of people who are highly religious score lower in critical thinking ability and are more likely to be manipulated. And I, I wonder if this is a commentary on something like that, especially with the corporate and the media side of this, That that feeling of like, is it really his his thing or did they kind of push him into it? Are they are they goading him into something because they're, you know, they're feeding him the line of, oh, this is going to make a difference. This is going to make a difference. And really, it's just going to cause an awful death and potentially do more harm than good for for his own goals. Um, But I don't know, you know, like that's that's the question. like my gut says, "Eh, it's probably not a good idea all the way around. But uh, I don't know. I don't know, Logan.
2: I would not want this to happen in the real world, right. like, No, thank and, you. And even yeah. if there
0: wasn't a brain dance happening, just having somebody be crucified on display because they they wanted to do it, and all the news agencies picking it up because obviously that would be news. Like, would that be a good thing in our own society? Would it, or would it be? Would it, whether whether you think it's good or not, whatever the results are of that, would it further the goal of the person who is doing it in the way that they had hoped? Would it bring more people to that specific faith? You know, speaking kind of objectively of it. I don't know. I, I think that's that's the big question to me is, does it just show that this person was more, more gullible or does it show that this person was genuine and truly believed something and acted on it? And then even on top of that, does it show that that belief is good? Like or does it scare people away from it? Like, well, if I become a Christian, I'm going to want to crucify myself. So, of, of course, I'm not going to do that. You know, like, <laughs> like maybe that's a terrible idea, <laughs> you know? Logan, do you have any thoughts on any of that?
1: Yeah, well, uh, talking about it, I think that it's twofold. Uh, in, In the world of cyberpunk, whether it's made or not, people are going to find this kind of content regardless. And at this point, I think Joshua comes to the realization that... He wants to do this because the people that it will reach will get the message and receive the message that he's trying to put out. The rest of them are going to play the the, the brain dance for the sake of the death, regardless. We've already seen in other quest lines that... People are killing. I mean, there's a quest laying down on the docks where they're killing people and recording the brain dances purely for the the black market. You know, you stop them and you come in contact with a father son figure who are selling these these uh, black market brain dances. So, I mean, the, the media getting involved is legitimizing the already acting uh, issue with with cyberpunk and brain dances in general. I think that the benefit here is, is that. Joshua is taking his circumstance and his situation and trying to put out a message. Um, So and even the best intentions uh, can be can be laid, led, led astray uh, by the wrong hands. And at that point, do I think that media is taking advantage and pushing him to do this? 100 percent. Are they looking to profit off of it? Uh, 100 percent. But that falls exactly in line with what cyberpunk is as a genre. So Joshua going along with it to me says that he is taking the opportunity to do something that he wants to do, but also because he sees the impact that it could have on the people that it will impact. And that's better than just going out like a light in the middle of the night on an electric chair. So if he has that chance, why not take it? Like if you had a chance to impact people with something that you thought was profound and felt that it was worthy of, of going through an act this big and Disney came up with and said, hey, you know, we, we wanna do a documentary on this and sell it to people. And you were like, okay, well, it'd be nice if it was free, but you know, if you're gonna sell it, then at least the message gets out there. Uh, then, then, you know, would you take that? Would you take that opportunity? And it's a hard question because sometimes you want to look at the bigger picture while kind of reconciling the selfishness of of your your goal in life, and that's tough. That's tough as a as a, a person, especially someone who's been convicted of murder. The interesting thing to me was the reactions that came from um, uh, Gloria, who was the 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 mother of the the daughter that was killed, uh, who's also mother of the the um, other daughter that helped. Kind of reform joshua uh zulika i think was the name um if i'm reading the, the articles and stuff right their reaction to joshua coming to their home to have this moment where he's kind of trying to resolve uh his issues and thank them for what's going on they reacted the way a normal person i think uh in in the broadest sense of the term would react is is kind of disgusted by the act of what's going on and and, and realizing that you know regardless of how that that person has uh, been in life that you can't get your daughter back after that situation and it's a shame to um, Gloria to have to be confronted by someone who killed her daughters like she that, that's a that's a tough thing to put on someone when they are least expecting it and that was an interesting part of the quest that I I, I wasn't expecting when when I was going through the different dialogue choices and stuff
0: mm. Yeah, it's it's a tough issue and um, it's a cool one to to talk about. And I, I we could probably go on more for this, but we're actually running out of time. Um yeah. Yeah. do you wanna is there anything you wanna close this with? Any other thoughts you wanna kinda wrap it up?
2: Yeah, I I just wanted to quickly say like um like I said, this questline impacted me very, very deeply and very personally because I like I am Christian and that's why it impacted me very, very heavily. And um, also the fact that Johnny of all people was kind of in support of what Joshua was doing because in his mind, he thought what Joshua was doing was using the corporations against themselves. At least that's one of the arguments he made. Yeah. And I just think, I don't know. I think having quest lines like this, where it causes these conversations like we're having right now that are very hard to answer, very deep philosophical Faith related or however, just these deep, deep questions that don't really have a right answer, I think are really important. And it's why, in my opinion, like Cyberpunk as a property, as a game, despite all the bugs it's had or that have been fixed, mostly have been fixed, but still all the problems it had in release, all the problems it's had in the meantime. It still to me is a form of art. It's, it's still, it's that special, it's something special. And that question to me is what I always point to is like, this is why this game is special, despite the problems. This is what makes it amazing because it can have these conversations, they can have these topics and do that in a very interesting, nuanced way with no right answer. And that's the point there
0: yeah. is no right answer yeah, yeah. and and uh, like i pointed out before like if i agree with you if we're having more of these conversations then we're doing more critical thinking mm-hmm. then we're more sure of our beliefs and, and the things that we choose to believe rather than just falling into something and that's just it you know like any belief as long as it doesn't hurt other people you know like like be sure of it ask questions ask the hard questions have hard conversations that's you know uh, yeah, like socrates said like an unexamined life is not worth living you know, like examine, examine these things and games that bring up these discussions. I agree are, are good, you know, like having these these discussions are really, really good. Well, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, because this is obviously a very di- uh, diversive. That's not the word that I'm looking for uh divisive? divisive divisive this is a very divisive potentially quest line and i'm sure some people were offended by it i'm sure some people were inspired by it i'm sure that there were lots of different imp- impressions based on where you came from so uh join us on the discord the robots radio discord just look it up you guys can find it and let us know your thoughts on this because i'd love to hear it um skullhead thank you for joining us again oh i see your dog in the background hi dog Hi, Doge. <laughs> um, I've got two little dogs right here. They get scared when when it thunders and rains outside. Um, but what, how can people get a hold of you if they want to want to reach out?
2: All right, um, there are two main ways you can either uh, contact me um, through um, either my uh, official Twitter at Skullhead. Let me actually double check that real quick. Let's Dot.
0: Skull, double, uh, <laughs> double skulls, and head. At,
2: at skull soldiers. There we go. At skull soldiers. That there we is- go. <laughs> Um, or through uh, my podcast account, which is at League of Lore 2. And uh, you can also contact me through that podcast's email, which is loreofroomterra at gmail.com.
0: There you go. Or just join us on the Robots Radio Discord, because he's got a channel in there too. And then you can can check out everything from that. So yeah, go check out his podcast. If you're into, into League of Legends and that world, and you want to find out more about it, it's going to be a, a great way to yep. check. That Please stuff out. do,
2: um, and if you're interested, the next topic is about uh, the Winget sisters, Kale and Morgana. If you're interested in that story,
0: well, there you go. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Logan. Logan, there was a huge announcement today for Sea of Thieves that. Uh, oh, dang! Yeah, did, uh, did you know this? Did you happen to notice? I mean, you were really busy on Twitter. I don't think maybe you yeah. noticed that there was a big announcement for Sea of Thieves that. Uh, I'll, some, I'll have to check, some check that out. Some little movie franchise something about pirates uh in the i don't know the, what, what what's the little area south of i mean i live near it i live right off the coast basically oh of oh, the, uh, oh 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 pirates, of, pirates of the gulf yeah. pirates of the gulf of mexico no no no, no.
1: pirates of the uh, puerto, puerto rico definitely pirates of puerto rico yeah that, that, that <laughs> yeah. real
0: that real good b movie series uh based on the disney franchise of a similar name yep. uh is now being incorporated into sea of thieves which is amazing news because my son we just watched all those movies with him and he absolutely like he was like can we watch another one can we watch another one he's like the perfect age for that and we've been playing sea of thieves and this is going to blow up dude what do you think
1: oh it's amazing um yeah so those of you who who might not sure or might be not be sure of the coyness that we're that we're alluding to is uh pirates of the caribbean has been integrated caribbean fully pirates of the caribbean has been completely integrated What am I saying? We're going to, this is going to be our shtick now. Cause you say Caribbean. So I'm going to say
0: Caribbean, Caribbean, Caribbean. <laughs> I think Caribbean is like the, I'm an American version of Caribbean. Isn't it? It's fine. It's fine. I'm Puerto Rican. I in say German. both. I'm, I say, a, I say I'm both. I say both. So I don't know which one's
1: right, but I'm just going to be I, contrary to you for both. That's, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I have a hard time. I, I can't say the when, the word ruin And runes are are the two words that I cannot get straight in my head. Really, it's it's it's, yeah. Because every time I think of the word rune, r u n e, yeah, my head immediately pops up with like uh, building ruins, and I always say (laughs) ruins instead and it's to the point where i get i get made fun of so much in my discord for it because i i just can't keep the two straight and my brain is like twisted on that oh and no. we've had nothing but skeleton runes See, I just, <laughs> rune yeah i can't say it straight yeah so yeah we'll, we'll 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 throw pirates of the caribbean uh or caribbean in in there as well if you want <laughs> If, if that makes you happy, but yeah, uh, sea of thieves is getting Jack Sparrow. Um, and, and, uh, and Davy Jones, the, the, uh, flying Dutchman, we're getting five new Holy tall crap. tales on five tall tales, June 22nd. This year Flying insane. Dutchman comes out of
0: the water. Like it does in the movie. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's amazing. And I cannot wait. If you, if you love pirates of the Caribbean and you're not playing sea of thieves, I don't know what's wrong with you because this game is basically Sea of Thieves, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's basically (laughs) Sea of Thieves, duh. Yeah basically Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean already you know we, we've long wanted the Black Pearl in the ship we've long wanted oh, yeah. the Flying Dutchman and we're finally getting that in a really amazing update that's coming out in 20 seconds so if you want to get more details I'm doing a deep th- deep dive over the next couple of episodes on the trailer that we got as well as the articles that came out and how this all came to fruition so keep an eye out for Keel Hauled podcast the Sea of Thieves podcast that you should be listening to if you're a fan of pirates in any way fashion if you have any questions concerns comments you can always reach me at capt underscore l-o-g-u-n you can hit up the keelhauled podcast discord channel in the robots radio discord over in the cyberpunk podcast i will be talking about cyberpunk don't bug me about pirates in the cyberpunk pirate channel i will be only talking about pirates in the keelhauled podcast channel
0: Okay. Two things. One, when this announcement yes. came up, we were live streaming and it, uh, somebody on our live stream, we had a, some of the other hosts from the shows were, were in there. And somebody, uh, I think it was toasty was like, who's been on the show before was like, Oh my God, I just popped into to Logan's discord. It's going crazy in there. <laughs> like it was just nuts, which I'm sure is yeah. absolutely true Two, It sounds like the actual actors for the voices, like the real voices are the real actors
1: they're really close they're close they're They're really not they're really close Johnny johnny depp does not do video games he has never he's never Uh, done a voice for uh, himself so what about the creepy lady the creepy oh, doma yeah i don't know if it's teodoma see the problem oh, is, is that they haven't they haven't put any any updated information about this yeah. on imdb so the sources that i would usually go to to check and see who the voice actors were right aren't up yet because it hasn't been published so oh she's sounds... waiting until the update oh, oh as yeah. soon as she started talking i was like wait a minute
0: because not not because of yeah. the accent not because it was close to the voice but because it was like listening to the movie and i was like Mm, yeah mm, is it yeah yeah and i was like well maybe Super they just close. got her to be a character that's similar or something and then i was like and then the food they showed them you know uh jack behind bars reaching for the bone from the dog and i was like no no it's way great. this is amazing it's great yeah oh man i can't believe it yeah it's nuts um so yeah go check that out and if you haven't picked up sea of thieves just go pick it up um you can you can play with me if you you know want to join us someday when i'm Horror. on the stream
1: or use the use the affiliate link get the game pass for a dollar for three months a dollar show notes yeah and try it out yes it's coming out in a week you got three months of game pass through the the code that tom's got yeah well and see if these is
0: out on it the new updates coming out in a week but you can go ahead and play it like today on pc or on xbox on you know xbox one or new xbox or uh it might even be cloud-based can you play i think you can play that one on your phone you can
1: do it on cloud oh you my play god on your phone that is amazing with touch controls
0: holy holy moly yeah or you just connect a bluetooth controller to your phone like uh, that's what i do and it looks amazing like it's it's crazy yeah. to see console level graphics on your phone like it's nuts you have to try it at least once so yeah go check that, that out uh, again the the code is uh the website link is bit.ly slash rr for robots radio game pass really easy it's, it's a bit.ly it's one of those little shortened links so go get yourself Game Pass because I'm I'm doing it and join us tomorrow night. That's what I've got going on tomorrow night. Monday nights, ten thirty, Eastern Time, uh, PM, not AM. PM. Uh, <laughs> Sam and I, who and Sam Sam and I are doing the Mass Effect Lorecast coming up right next. I'm just going to keep streaming. You guys are going to be able to go away um, and do your own thing, but I'll stay here for the next ten minutes. He's going to pop in. We're going to do Mass Effect Lorecast tomorrow night. We're going to be doing the Xbox Game Pass show talking about. All the cool stuff coming for Game Pass from E3 and the stuff that's recently come out and the things that we've played recently. There's so much to go over. So come join us for that. And guys, thank you again for joining me. This has been super fun. Chat, thank you for being here and uh, stay tuned. I'll be back in just a minute with the Mass Effect Lorecast. Talk to you guys later. tuning into the cyberpunk lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a 5-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast@gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later.
3: You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. <laughs> Because one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your d and campaign after listening to the Starter Set
1: Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any
3: questions?
0: Hello Vault Dwellers, join me, Jaxus, Sassy Lady Roamer, Eric, and
3: the Creator Maverick as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube, you can also find us on Twitter, or X or whatever you want to call it, using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using falloutrtd at gmail.com. Join us, the conversation has already started.